0: When the box touched her chest, it felt as if she'd been hit by a wrecking ball. Her feet left the ground as she catapulted backwards and landed hard on the hallway floor. For a few blissful moments, she remembered nothing as her world turned to black. But unconsciousness spared her from reality all too briefly. When her eyes opened again, she somehow knew she hadn't been out for long and that she was still unable to command her own movements as her body remained in spasm, her teeth clenched together, preventing her from screaming or begging. But her eyes were her own, and they could see everything, as the man dressed like a postman busied himself around her prone body. His stained, buckled teeth repulsed her, as did the odour of his unwashed body. As his head passed close to her face, she could see and smell his short, unkempt brown hair. Strands of which had stuck to his forehead with sweat. His skin was pale and unhealthy and appeared quite grey, marked with acne and chickenpox scars. His hands were bony and ugly, too long and thin, the skin almost transparent like an old person's. Long dirty fingernails fidgeted at things he was taking from his postbag. Everything about him made her want to turn from him, to push him away. "'But she was trapped in the unrelenting grip of whatever he'd touched her with, "'unable to do anything but watch the nightmare she was at the centre of. "'And all the time he spoke to her using the name of another "'as the pictures adorning the walls she knew so well stared down at her. "'Happy photographs of her with her husband, her family, her friends. "'How many times had she passed the pictures and not taken time to look?' Now, paralysed on the floor of her own home, her sanctuary, the same pictures mocked her from above. This couldn't be happening, not here, not in her home. "'It'll be all right, Sam,' he promised. "'We'll get you home as soon as we can, Okay? "'I'll get you in the car, and then it's only a short trip. "'Please don't be scared. "'There's no need to be scared. "'I'm here to look after you now.' He was touching her, his damp hands stroking her hair, her face, and all the time he smiled at her, his heavy breaths invading her senses and turning her stomach. She watched through wild eyes as he took hold of her arms and crossed them at the wrists over her chest, his fingers lingering on her breasts. She watched as he began to unroll a length of wide black tape from a thick roll he'd brought with him. She prayed silently inside her frozen body, Prayed that her husband would appear in the doorway and beat this animal away from her. She prayed to be free from this hell and the hell that was about to happen, because now she knew. She understood clearly. He was going to take her with him. Her pain and terror weren't going to be over quickly in a place she had no fear of. No. He was going to take her away from here, to a place she could only imagine the horror of. A place she might never leave, alive, or dead. Through her physical and mental agony, she suddenly began to feel her body's control returning to her. The muscles relaxing, her jaw and hands beginning to unclench, her spine beginning to loosen and straighten, the unbearable cramp in her buttocks finally receding. But she was betrayed by her own recovery as her lungs allowed a long breath to escape. He heard her. No, no, not yet, Sam he told her, soon, but for the moment you need to relax and let me take care of everything. I swear to you, everything will be just the way we wanted it to be. You believe that, don't you, Sam? His voice was a menacing mix of apparent genuine concern, even compassion, and a threatening tone that matched the deep hate in his eyes. If she could have answered him, she would have agreed with anything he said, so long as he would let her live. She felt rape was a certainty now, her mind instinctively preparing her for that. But her very life, her existence, she would do everything she could to preserve that. She would do anything, he asked. Carefully placing the tape on the floor next to her, he took a washing-up liquid bottle from his bag and a rag. He squirted a clear liquid on the rag. Don't fight this, Sam. Just just breathe normally. It's better that way. Even before the rag covered her mouth and nose, she could smell its pungent hospital aroma. She tried to hold her breath, but could only manage a few seconds. Then, the chloroform fumes were sweeping into her lungs and invading her bloodstream. She sensed unconsciousness and welcomed it. But before the sanctity of sleep could descend, he pulled it away. "'Not too much,' he said. "'You can have some more when you're in the car. "'Okay.'